Thank you for listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to and leaving a five-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also support the show by going to our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, where there's always exciting articles by the BNG writing staff. While you're there, don't forget to click on the fanatics.com banner for a great sports fan shopping experience. Are you done yet? We're going to start the show. Fans, welcome to the Black and Gold Prospect Podcast, Episode Seven. It is December fourth, two thousand nineteen, and this is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag. Use code CLNS fifty. Set up a free account. Check it out. They got some really good betting stuff. Uh, wide range of things to bet on worldwide. It's crazy. Go check them out. They're awesome. Uh, joining me tonight, as always, is my my friend and co-host, Tim Richardson. Tim, how's it going, man? Pretty great. How are you? Good. I mean, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm a year older today. Um, yes. So, you know, not to not to boast the birthday because I really don't care about them anymore. When I was like 20 to 25, 21 to 25, I was in my glory about birthdays, but now it's just another day. But every year I get older and winter comes around, these damn snowstorms kick my ass. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. I uh, my birthday's in February, so I feel that. I know it was maybe three or four years ago. Now we had a storm on my birthday, and we ended up getting like something ridiculous, like almost twenty inches of snow. Holy crap! <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> and I was like, really, like of all days. This yeah, month. we. We got hit with a, a seven incher on Sunday night and a seven incher on Monday night. And if you knew where I lived, I live in Amesbury, Mass, and uh, right along the river. And there's houses; it's just packed. I mean, there. I mean, I could I could literally get a spitball and hit my uh, a house on either side. It's oh, that wow. close. So when you have to like throw snow, you have to throw it carefully, but you don't piss anybody else off. So. Of yeah, so that was a nightmare and just moving and working and blah, blah, blah. It's just been crazy. So with that being said, episode seven is going to be a little quick today. We're not going to get fully into it like we normally do, but we still have a lot of great stuff to talk about. I'm glad you joined me. And uh, let's just dive right into uh, the American Hockey League, the uh, top minor pro affiliate of the Boston Bruins, the 
Providence Bruins played in three games last week, earning all six points on a three-game road trip. So let's talk about those games and preview the listeners on the upcoming week's action. Last week, it all kicked off on Wednesday, November 27, 2019, at the Giants Center against the Hershey Bears. Uh, this was a very, very entertaining game. Um, a little nervous at the beginning. The uh, Hershey Bears got to a 3 to nothing lead uh, and right into the second period. The Providence Bruins get on, t- on the board uh, at the 5-13 mark of the second period. Brandon Woods, he scores his second from Trent Frederick and Wiley Sherman. Providence gets on the board again uh, uh, about a minute later at the 6-0-6 mark of the second. Yuna Kompanen with his fourth from Paul Carey and, and Jakobs Borrell. Um, the Hershey Bears would go to a 4-2, get a 4-2 lead. And then uh, the Her- Providence Bruins, Jurho Vakaninen, uh, scores a power play goal from Asleen and Kopanen at the 10:36 mark of the second period, giving the Hershey Bears, the host Hershey Bears, a 4-3 lead. Um, the second period, again, I mean, the second period was just, there were so many goals in the second period. It was crazy. There was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven goals. So, um, the second period comes around. The Hershey Bears get a 5-3 to three lead. Uh, and that's when I pretty much said that this game was over. And um, the Providence Bruins um, came in the third period. Probably a huge pep talk from head coach Jay Leach. Get out there, get pucks on that, get them in deep, and do your job. And that's exactly what they did. Is uh, They came out and uh, Paul Carey in the third period at the 241 mark scores his ninth. Uh, from Fitzgerald and Cameron Hughes. And Jakob Lauko at the 10:34 mark scores his fourth. Good to see him back and scoring from Petrovic and Legassi, the goaltender gets the assist on this one. <laughs> and and to, to wrap out the scoring for the, the regulation, uh, Oscar Steen scores his third at the 10:57 mark of the third period. But Joe Snively of Hershey at the 1608 would would tie it up at six. So the the Providence Bruins go to overtime, nothing doing in the overtime, but they do go to the shootout. Um, oh, I'm sorry, was that just an overtime? Nope, it was a shootout. No, it was a shootout. That's right. So they win it in a shootout, uh, seven to six, to start this uh, three game road trip off on the right foot. Um, not on the good foot on either goals against average or any goaltender. Um, Max Legassi, uh he had a relatively easy night, uh, stopping 17 of 23 shots. So thoughts on that game, Tim? Yeah, like you said, it was quite entertaining. Um, miraculously, giving up that many goals, gave up six goals. Only one was on the power play, and that was the first goal, and – Held Hershey to one for four on the power play, which isn't bad. Uh, Providence themselves was one for two, uh, which again is not bad. At least you converted on half of them there. And um, the goaltending was, um, eh, but it was pretty eh on both sides. Just neither goaltender really. It seemed like neither team really wanted to win it. Almost it was almost like no, you you take it, no, you take it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that was interesting, but. 
it was nice to see, like you said, uh, Lauko come back and score the goal. And I believe he ended up scoring the uh, winning uh, shootout goal as well. So it was good to see him in there and uh, contributing. And it was nice to see Oscar Steen uh, get back on the score sheet as well with that goal. Yeah, in the shootout, Robert Lantosi gets a goal. Ryan Fitzgerald does not, and Jakob Blauko does get a goal, and that is the winner, just like you said. So, yeah, I mean, an entertaining game going back and forth, but two points is two points, and and at this point, it's it the uh, Providence Bruins will take anything uh, as they're uh, as they're trending upward in the Atlantic Division in the Eastern Conference uh, quite nicely. We'll definitely talk about that later on. Uh, let's go to. Saturday, November 30th, 2019, the Providence Bruins travel to the Bojangles Coliseum to play host Charlotte Checkers. Um, this was a, another entertaining game. The Charlotte Checkers were the uh, Calder Cup champions last season. This year, they are not off on a great foot at all. Uh, I don't know what the problem is. Maybe it's maybe it's that that uh, that championship hangover that the NHL has once in a while. Um, but regardless, the Providence Bruins came in here and made a statement um, in the first period at the 11:26 mark. Brandon Woods again uh, scores his third of the season from Trent Frederick and Oscar Steen. Uh, going to the second period at the at the 19 minute mark, Brandon Woods scores his fourth to give the Bruins a two to one lead, and that was from. Brian Fitzgerald and Jeremy Lawson. Uh, Scott Conway scores his third at the 12-12 mark of the second peri- third period uh, to give the Providence Bruins a 3-1 lead. And Robert Lantosi scores his sixth to give the uh, Bruins a 4-1 lead at the 13-22 mark of the third from Solaric and Shen. The Providence Bruins go on to win 4-1. Good game here. Um, much better. Uh, um, score management, if, you, if, that's a, if that's a good way to put it. Uh, Max Legassi gets his second straight win on the road, uh, stopping 28 of 29. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was a really, really good game. Uh, your thoughts, Sam? Yeah, it was, it was a good uh, team win. Um, they were able to hold Charlotte off the scoreboard on the power play, which was nice. Um, they didn't score themselves on the power play, but I mean that's just kind of nitpicking at this point, I suppose. When you win four to one, um, Max Glaski was great in that. It was nice to see him bounce back after giving up six goals to only give up the one. Um, that was really nice to see, and uh, I think that is a mindset that a lot of this team has, um, where they don't they seem to put their previous game behind them quite quickly. So he was able to do that and uh, help lead this team to victory. And something that was good here too is um, with four goals, I mean, it's quite a bit of scoring, but the, to me, the amount of people that actually got on the score sheet is insane. Only one person, uh, which was Brandon Woods had uh, multiple points that night. So there was a lot of people kind of getting involved, and that's really nice to see for a young team. Yeah, secondary scoring is not just an NHL thing in, on the Boston Bruins. It's also uh, it floats down to the Providence Bruins. So 
Yeah, I mean, another good game. It's uh, on the road. And the Boston, the, Boston, the Providence Bruins have, have been a really good road team this year. Just haven't got it done at home. I, th- I believe they only have two or three regulation wins at the dunk this year. I'm, I'm guessing it's two, but it could be three. But that's, that's definitely got to change. And we'll talk about that later on. But, yeah, I mean, it was a good team win, uh, good confidence. And, and, and going into the next game, it, you needed to have that start and that statement to go into the very next day against the same team, uh, which we'll talk about right now. Uh, the Providence Bruins stayed in North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, at the Bojangles Coliseum on December 1st, 2019. And um, it, just a, a tremendous game. Now, on this game, Dan Vladar, goaltender Dan Vladar, he's a 2015 third-round pick of the Boston Bruins, and he's been injured for the past couple of weeks with a lower body. And I believe this injury goes back to the Laval series where uh, Brendan Gaunt's got his face rearranged. Was, is, that, is that correct? I believe that is, yes. Yes. So Vladar's back in that and uh, finally gets a start because – uh, the way Legacy's been playing, he played on Wednesday, he played on Saturday, and uh, possibly just couldn't go on Sunday. And uh, Coach Jay Leach just thought that it was an appropriate time to put Dan Vladar back in, who, uh, who already did a conditioning stint down in Atlanta in a 4-2 win over the Norfolk Admirals. So here's Dan's chance to come in, get some work, and, uh, and, and, and get back into the regular season um, like he was – what to start the year in the unfortunate injury that just you know that really sucks for him but he came to play he was unbelievable in this game and I just did not see this happening from somebody that's been uh, I want to say it was a kind of a hamstring or something uh, but a goaltender coming back from an injury like this, it seems to me, and I, I played net and I've had these injuries. I've never been this far in, in the pro levels, but uh, for me, it's not that easy, but that's what you have with, with good trainers and so on. They get you right back in there. But Bodar was just unbelievable. But let's talk about the goal scorers because there was four of them. Brandon Woods starts the game off again, and he's been unbelievable scoring. Uh, I think he's got three goals in his last three games. Or, or four goals in his last three games. But at the 136 mark of the second period, uh, gives the, uh, the Providence Bruins a one and nothing lead, scoring his fifth, unassisted, shorthanded. Absolutely unbelievable. The second uh, Providence Bruins goal was the second period at the 454 mark. Yerho Vakanainen, he's red hot, scores his fourth from Jack Seneca. And John Moore, who is down – uh, on a conditioning stint of his own uh, because he is uh, on his way coming back to the NHL. Uh, not sure if he's going to – I know that he went down for this Sunday game against Charlotte and uh, got called back up. I don't know if he's going to be involved in the Providence games this weekend because he can go up and practice with the NHL when you're on a conditioning stint and play the games down in Providence. So remains to be seen what happens with that. But Yerho Vakanina's fourth was a shorthanded goal. So going to the staining in the second period, uh, get the Providence Bruins get to a three to nothing lead on Pavel Shen's first career professional North American goal uh, from uh, Petrovic and Jakub Lauko. That was even strength, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, and to wrap it up, 
the the Charlotte Checkers just didn't have enough. They they tried to do some desperation thing. They pulled um, Alex Nedeljkovic, the goaltender for the Checkers, uh, at the sixth with like six or uh, three four minutes left to go in the period, and that did not work uh, at at all. But Jack Sidnika gets an empty net goal from Cameron Hughes, shorthanded. So three shorthanded goals in one game, uh, just an unbelievable effort. That was at the 16:01 mark, giving the Bruins a four to nothing win. Dan Vladar stopped 36 of 36, and he was just stellar. Yeah, he he was unbelievable in that. Um, it was really nice to see that he would bounce back. Um, something that was interesting with that too is he did it on the road last year when uh, Providence kind of had their streaks going, um, they generally played um, McIntyre at home and Vladar on the road because both of them had such insane splits where Vladar was like a whole different goalie on the road than he was in Providence. And um, McIntyre was totally different in Providence than he was on the road. So, um, I think getting him back to kind of almost where he's comfortable on the road is kind of important. And he got those 36 days, which was great. And it was also nice to see Pavel Shen get his uh, first goal of the year and his first career uh, professional goal here in North America. He's had kind of a rough go of it to start out, but um, it was nice to see him get on the score sheet. And it was good to see Vakanainen keep up with his hot streak. He's He's not only scoring, he's been insane um, in the defensive end as well. He's played really well overall. And then, of course, Jack Stadnika, his first game back in the HL from being up in Boston, and he has two points. So, I mean, what are you going to do there? That's fantastic. Yeah, and, and so that ends, up, ends the week for the Providence Bruins. They win three straight in a row on the road. Um, lots of good things to happen. I actually, I actually got some information from a, a very, very trusted source about that Stadnika move, and uh, I called that. I don't know what show exactly when, but 17 hours later, the I mean, the Boston Bruins come up with the official word, and um, kind of a relieving moment for myself because when I put it out there on Twitter, I got hate DMs big time. Oh my God, did I get hate DMs? They're like, what are you talking? You are such a prospect hater, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just like, listen, time will tell. I just don't want to know. I got served a nugget and I'm giving it to you people. So do what you want. And I love the crickets after 17 hours later when it came out. I just kind of said, what's up? <laughs> and I mean, that's people. And part of that too is fans not necessarily understanding the kind of back and forth of that. There was with with Studnika coming up. Um, he he wasn't gonna stay in Boston unless like something insane happened where he had like you know six goals in three games and was unreal. Like that was the only way he was staying up. Um, it, he was only up because of injury. Yeah. And for all of the hate that Par Lindholm receives. And I believe this is still the case. Par, the opposing team has not scored a goal with Par Lindholm actually on the ice. Is that still going on? I believe that's still going on. Oh, man, and, that's that's awesome. 
which is insane. And he scored one himself, so he's positive there. And he's a really good kind of defensively responsible guy to have um, as either a 13th forward or um, in your bottom on your bottom line. So I don't really necessarily understand the hate of Parnell Lindholm. He's doing exactly what you would want him to do. So the fact that and so the fact that Stadnico went down is not a testament to him at all. It's just the team wants him down there. Absolutely. And I thought Stadnico when he played up in the NHL for those two games, his first two career NHL games, yeah, I thought he did good. I mean, he got two assists. Um, he, he played very well. I thought he's, you know, it, it, but you could definitely see that there's, there's areas of his game that need improvement. It's a, he's a work in progress. So, I mean, it's, and these prospects are going to go up and down. You're going to see that. I mean, I, some folks just, when they see him up, they're like, Oh, he played well. He's going to stay, he's going to stay. And then when he gets dropped down, it's the world's going to end because your favorite prospect isn't in, in the lineup. So, it, 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 this is just the evolvement. This is the development of, of players these days. It's, it's patience. It's not – we don't need to rush guys anymore. We just need to do what we're doing. And the way the Boston Bruins at the NHL level are playing right now, you don't need to rush anybody down there. So, oh, Absolutely not. I they mean, are a wagon. They are. They're, they have a plus 36 uh, goal differential. They're, they're keeping teams off the score sheet. They're scoring themselves. Um, they, they, this is a luxury. I, people need to realize that the Bruins have the luxury of easing these guys in slowly. And not a lot of teams have that luxury. We're, we're going to be grateful that they had this three, four five years down the line when these guys are contributing constantly in Boston. It's things like this that are going to be why they're contributing so well. Agreed. So with that being said, the after 24 games so far in the 2019-20 regular season, Providence Bruins have a 14-7-1-2 record with 31 points, good for first place in the Atlantic Division and second place in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Bruins are 4-4-1 at home um, and 10-3-1 on the road. Uh, I probably said that wrong. Um, anyway... Uh, the, the American Hockey League team from the state of Rhode Island is 6-3-1 and one in their last 10 games and currently unbeaten in regulation in the last six games. So, um, yeah, I mean, everything's going good. The penalty killing has been so much better. The power play has been a little better. And all these things are starting to contribute to a beast that's like revving up to get ready for a run. Um, and they – it almost seems like they've been doing this trending year to year. Now, the past three years, they've started off in the basement at the very bottom of the Atlanta division and worked their way up. But when it came to December, that's when they turned everything on and made a playoff run in the second year, third year, and so on. This year, they've been at the top three, top four, so it's been a little different. We're seeing a little bit of different landscape on, on how this 2019-20 campaign is going, but it's, so far it's starting to really look good. Now let's see if they can do it, everything at home, because as we look at the uh, upcoming schedule, um, and before I, before I do that, I just want to uh, do our, uh, our show sponsor, betonline.ag. Hockey season, football, and basketball seasons are in full swing. Get into the game with our exclusive 
sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive a, your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional ball. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser, bet stri- straight bet, parlay, tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild proposition bets who will make the college football playoff, who will be the NFL MVP. Get the fastest top market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to betonline.ag today on your mobile device and join, uh, and join and use promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So uh, coming up for the Providence Bruins is going to be a four-game homestand. Uh, which starts uh, Friday, December 6th, as the Binghamton Devils come to to the dunk. Uh, Saturday, December 7th, the Utica Comets come to the dunk. And and, and speaking of, you you said um, um, Zane McIntyre, he could very well get the start, the first start against the Providence Bruins since he left uh, to the Vancouver organization. Uh, Sunday, December 8th, uh, the the Hartford Wolfpack come to town for an afternoon tilt. So there's there's going to be three straight home games starting on Friday through Sunday, and uh, on Wednesday the Syracuse Crunch come to town at 6:05 p.m. December 11th. So lots of good good action coming up. Um, I I, I kind of see the the Providence Bruins taking care of Binghamton and Utica. Uh, but the, the next two games of this uh, four-game homestand might be a little tougher with uh, uh, Hartford, Wolfpack, and, um, and the uh, Syracuse Crunch. Yeah, I agree. The, um, Binghamton's pretty bad, like really bad. They've, they're, um, they're in last place in the north, and I believe they're in last place in the entire Eastern Conference. And um, they're only scoring 2.6 goals a game while uh, giving up 3.5 a game. So they're, they're, they're not great. And Utica started the year um, 8-0, and they were on fire. And then they had their first game against Providence, and Providence beat them. Um, since then, uh, since that loss to Providence, they're only 5-7-1. Um, so, you know, they've, they've, they've been on kind of a, a real, a little bit too. Uh, Syracuse is always tough. Their defense is usually pretty good. They had a good team last year and, um, Hartford, Hartford's, um, in third in the Atlantic division, uh, with 29 points, but they do have two games in hand, um, with only playing 22 games to Providence's 24. So they're right in the thick of things as well. Yeah. Uh, it should be good, and hopefully, like I said, that home cooking in front of the Dunk Faithful, the Providence Faithful on the Cell uh, Cell Street, they need these guys need to play in front of their home fans. They got to get it done. It's just two regulation wins, and and I don't know how many so far is a little unacceptable. But you're in first place, that you know. But you, you, I mean, when it comes to the playoffs, if you if you have home ice advantage, you have to win at home. Absolutely, you do, and like you said, I mean, they they've played nine games at home, and they've only so that means you have a possibility of eighteen points there, and they've only gotten nine points at home. That's not great. Nope, not at all. 
All right, so let's move to the East Coast Hockey League or the ECHL, the Atlantic Gladiators. The Gladiators played in two games last week at their home, Infinite Energy Arena in Atlanta, Georgia, walking away with a victory and a defeat. Bruins prospect goaltender Dan Vladar, as we mentioned, uh, got a rehab conditioning start for the Glads on Wednesday night, November 27th, and got a 4-2 win over the Norfolk Admirals. Vladar stopped 20 of 22 Admiral shots for his first win of the season in the ECHL. But I was recalled to Providence after his one-game conditioning stint and joined the AHL club in Ch- on the road in Charlotte, as we mentioned earlier. The Glads are back. And this, uh, before I go on, there's, there's really no um, news on prospects that are down there. Dan, that's why I brought Dan Vladar up, because he is a prospect. And today, the Providence Bruins sent uh, – Samuel Asleen and um, Scott Conway down to Atlanta because they were up. So that means uh, either um, Zach Sinishin's coming back, Carson Coleman's coming back, and soon to be Anton Bleed, which I'm hearing could be uh, the beginning of, no- of November or mid-November. So, But regardless, the Glads are back on the ice for three games this week, starting on Wednesday night, December 4th at home against the South Division leading South Carolina Stingrays to end the current four-game homestand. Friday night, December 6th and December 7th, the Glads are on the road in Orlando, Florida, to play the Solar Bears at the Amway Center. As we sit right now on, Tuesday, on Wednesday, December 4th, the AA minor pro affiliate of the NHL's Boston Bruins sit in the fourth spot in the South Division and have a 9-8-0 record in 17 games and 5-5-0 in the last 10 games. So uh, the Glads are sitting in the South Division in the fourth position for most of the season. They have their ups and down games, but, uh, you know, they're sitting good. At least they're not in the basement. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's all you can really ask for in the ECHL. Don't be in the basement. Uh, and, and speaking of Atlanta, I expect that Cobb, Boston Bruins prospect Kyle Kaiser will be um, – assigned there soon as he comes back from an injury. So he'll be down there getting a lot of pucks. The, uh, the, the Glads give up a lot of shots. So if you're a developing goaltender, that's where you need to be to get, to get warm and back into shape and, and, and hopefully a successful year down there and possibly a stint up in the Providence uh, in the AHL Providence because of an injury or so on. But regardless, I, I like the way that goaltending looks this season um, and, and who can fill in for an injured player. Just, just good stuff. I agree. All right, so we're going to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, the Moncton Wildcats. Bruins 2018 second-round pick Axel Anderson played in three games last week, earning an assist in Moncton's 4-1 victory over Valdor on November 28th and had another helper the very next day in a 8-5 win over the Blainville Balbrion Armada. He failed to get a, on the score sheet the next in a Sunday, December 1st matchup against the Cape Breton Eagles, where he, where the host Eagles uh, got a 5-4 to four victory. Anderson has 10 assists so far this season and is still chasing down his first career Quebec meet to do New Hockey League goal and has uh, three chances coming up this week to break the ice. The Wildcats play Victorville on Thursday, December 5th, Friday, December 6th against Sherbrooke, and finishing the week's action on Saturday night, December 7th, against Drummondville. Moncton is playing very well so far this season, sitting in the second place, sitting in second place in the queue, 
in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League's uh, Eastern Conference with a 21-6-0-0 record and 42 points. They're currently 7-3-0 in their last 10 games. So very good on them. Um, yeah, Al, why don't we just jump right to there's not what we're going to say is there's not a lot of things that are going on that are making news in the NCAA. There's only one that we could particularly say. Um, Curtis Hall for Yale, he's been out with a shoulder injury. Uh, Jack Becker and John Beecher uh, were very limited in the, in the weekend's action. I think Jack Becker got in one game. John Beecher did not get in any games. Um, and there really hasn't been anything going on the NCAA to report. So I am going to give the floor to my friend and uh, a fellow maniac, uh, Tim, to uh, update one of our favorite goaltending prospects, Jeremy Swayman. Yeah, so Swayman had a pretty stellar uh, weekend um, for Maine there. Uh, Maine had two games this weekend. Uh, they played St. Lawrence University, both both games, and they were both um, at St. Lawrence. And uh, they were on ESPN+, Plus. so um, maybe some of you got to see the games. Um, the first one, they won 5-2. to two. Uh, Swayman was really good in that. He was able to stop uh, 28 of 30 shots. So that's, I mean, that's exactly what you want to see. He was, he's great. And again, Maine gives up so many shots. That's really the biggest thing is um, the, the reason why they're in the games they are, are because of him. Maine is not a good team uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but um, as long as he's doing well, the team's doing well. Uh, the very next night was a low-scoring game. Uh, they tied with St. Saint- Lawrence 1-1. One to one. Um, They were able to uh, kind of limit shots that game. Uh, he had 21 of 22. He stopped. So he went 1-0-1 uh, on, the- on the weekend, and he stopped uh, – you know, 49 of 53 shot of 52 shots. So that was, that was really good to see. Um, that was what you want to see out of a goaltender who's developing to get those uh, stops and things like that. And on the year in 16 games, he's been stellar. He's only giving up uh, 2.11 goals against, and he has a save percentage of 9.38. And a 9.38 save percentage in uh, the NCAA is pretty outstanding considering the amount of shots that go on in the league. Uh, Maine has three games coming up on the schedule. Uh, they have two against the uh, UMass Minutemen at UMass, uh, one on December 6th on Friday, and then another one December 7th. Uh, Saturday, uh, both at 7 p.m. Uh, the only real uh, network they're going to be on is uh, Black Bear Sports Network. Um, if you're in Maine, they're on 95.1 FM on the radio as well, um, if you are able to get that station. But then December 10th, they're at Yale, and that's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. So uh, that will give you guys a chance to watch the game there. Uh, it'll be a good game against Yale University, and – see how they do against them. Yeah. I, um, 
I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that, that game on ESPN. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to watch the, the, the previous game that you watch because it's going to be probably blacked out in my area. But, um, yeah, I guess that, that's going to do it for the Prospect Podcast for this week. Um, short one, sorry, guys, but it's been a, just a, a hellacious week for scheduling uh, with work and the, the weather and – I'm just beat, so uh, we we don't stop here. We keep it going, but we you know we do want to offer a little bit of um, of information that's going on when it regards the prospects. So uh, again, Tim, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to your Providence Bruins uh, uh, weekend preview that uh, coming out tomorrow. Yeah, the preview will come out uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, it should be out probably by 5 o'clock. Perfect, perfect. So uh, go to blackandgoldhockey.com and, and follow Tim. Tim, where can, we follow, where can, where can folks follow you? Uh, yeah, you can follow my personal uh, Twitter at Tim A. Richardson. It's got a lot of uh, Bruins stuff and other random sports musings if you are fans of other leagues. Yeah, he does a fantastic job all over the place when it talks to uh, when it comes to New England sports. So, uh, give him a follow. You can follow me at Black and Gold two seven seven. I'm Mark Allred for Tim Richardson. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I uh, really appreciate the support. Uh, I want to thank uh, Ken Barr um, for giving us a, a review um, on our regular podcast, our regular black and gold hockey podcast. But he did mention that this review was for the prospect pod and he had a lot of good things to say. So, um, I will, uh, because I was rushing around, I forgot to get that information, but the next time we talk, I will bring that review, uh, up and we'll, we'll use that as a discussion point because Ken's a really nice guy and he really went out of his way to, uh, to offer up, uh, some heavy praise for, what we're doing here on a weekly basis or try to be a weekly basis. So anyway, thank you, Tim. Again, I appreciate it. And thank you everybody for listening. Uh, This has just been unbelievable and uh, we'll talk next week. Yes, absolutely. See ya. Thanks again for listening to and supporting black and gold hockey podcast. Please share the show with your friends and family and don't forget to subscribe to and leave a five-star rating for the show on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Between shows, help us keep the Bruins talk going by visiting our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, by sending an email to blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com, and by following the show on Twitter at blackandgoldpod. Peace out.